On today's Locked On Islanders podcast, we look at Ross the Boss, Ross Johnston. What was his season like and what is his future with the Islanders? Plus, we look at another forward the Islanders may be interested in drafting this year, a player with some real offensive potential. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show. But first, if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question you'd like to ask, a comment on something we discussed on the show, or a topic you'd like us to discuss on the show, feel free to send us an email, the email address lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on this busy and important offseason for the New York Islanders, everything from free agency, trade rumors, the draft, you name it. If it's happening to the Islanders between now and the start of training camp, we'll be on top of it right here on Locked On Islanders. So... We're going to continue our player-by-player look at the roster, and today we're going to look at Ross Johnston. Ross, the boss, uh, one of those players who is kind of taking baby steps forward each year, but right now you sort of get the feeling that Ross Johnston, if he doesn't make a move next year and create more of a role for himself Maybe uh, this is kind of what he is. Johnston, six foot five, two hundred and thirty-two pounds. He's a big kid out of Charlottetown, PEI, up in Canada, Prince Edward Island. And look, this year he played in thirty-two games that tied his career high. He scored two goals, had five assists. The assists a career high, seven points also a career high. He had 44 penalty minutes in those 32 games, was a minus three on the plus-minus side. All of his points coming at even strength. In 32 games, he had a grand total uh, of nine shots on goal, 18 shots attempted. Now, he scored on two of those nine shots, so his shooting percentage was an unbelievably high 22.2, 
And in his NHL career, Ross Johnston scores on 14.8 of the shots on goal he takes. His average ice time, 10 minutes and 16 seconds per game. Also a career high, unless you count the one game he appeared back in 2015-2016. That was his NHL debut where he played 16 minutes plus. But for any season in which he had multiple games, this was his highest amount of average ice time per game. And oh, by the way, he blocked 16 shots, which is also a career high and was credited with 90 hits in 32 games. So that was the second highest of his career. He had 93 back in 2019-2020. Look, you know what you're getting with Ross Johnston, and he's 28 years old. So it's not like here is a 22-year-old, 21-year-old, where you could sit back and say, oh yeah, when Ross Johnston continues his development and becomes, uh, you know, reaches his full potential, this, 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 and this are still ahead of him and he can develop into a better player. Quite honestly, this is who Ross Johnston is going to be. He's a fourth-line player. He's big. He's physical. He will hit. He will be sound defensively. He's not a great skater, but he'll give you all-out effort. He'll give you everything he has. He'll drop the gloves to protect teammates and to stir up the team when called upon. But and, and he will score the odd goal, but nobody is going to mistake Ross Johnston for anything but a fourth-line kind of a player. And when you think about it, uh, there's a roadblock. And... You look ahead at Ross Johnston. He played a little less than half of the games, 32 out of a possible 82. That probably is his role next year, unless one of the other members of the identity line gets traded or moves up to the third line, which is kind of unlikely, uh, because of someone else being traded or or some other opportunity arising. Realistically, if Casey Sezekis, Matt Martin, and Cal Clutterbuck are all back on the Islanders, you're going to see a similar role for Ross Johnston again next year. He will be sort of that uh, third wheel or fourth wheel on that identity line where you got three guys all on the wrong side of 30 on your fourth line. They will tend to break down physically. They'll miss games because of injuries, most likely. You also have the COVID situation, which we don't know what that's going to be next year, how that might affect the players and the roster and, and p- people's availability at different times during the season. But Ross Johnston is a fourth-line player. And unless either Sezikis, Martin, or Clutterbuck are either injured or traded or move up a line, he's going to be the fill-in guy. He's going to be, you know, sort of your black ace who's ready to fill in on the fourth line whenever one of those three guys needs a breather or gets hurt or gets sick. And I don't think we're going to get much more from Ross the Boss. I like Ross Johnston. I like his hustle. 
I like the way he goes about things on the ice, the way he handles himself. I like the fact that he is ready, willing, and able to stand up for his teammates. He is big. He is physical. But he's not going to bring a lot of... He's never going to be a great passer. He's never going to be a a 20-goal scorer in this league. He's never going to play 15, 18, 20 minutes per game. Ross Johnston is what he is. He's a useful fourth-line player who, you know, maybe you put him in in a game when you're going up against another big physical team. You're going up against the Capitals. You want to, you know, deal with Tom Wilson? Okay, put in Ross Johnston for that game. You can use him selectively as a matchup kind of a guy. Um, But, again, to me, he's 28 years old. Ross the boss is what he is. There's nothing wrong with that, but it is sort of a a, a fringe fourth line kind of a role. And at this point, because you have Sezekis Martin and Clutterbuck, he's fourth on a three-man line. And that sort of gives him a little bit of, uh, you know, makes him a little bit of of a depth kind of a player under the circumstances. We've got more to discuss. We've got a a very good center who can add some offense, an American center who could add some offense, someone the Islanders would consider drafting in the first round. And we've got a great defenseman who played with the Islanders in the late 1990s as our Islanders birthday of the day. All that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You could save time and money when using Rock Auto, so why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and they've got everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even a new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. We have an important favor to ask you. We've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcasts even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take you very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey, and thanks for your help. So we continue our series on players the Islanders may be interested in drafting, and right now, we're going to take a look at Frank Nazar. He is a center from the U.S. Uh, development team. And he is a player who really could help 
this Islanders club. He's 18 years old, 5'10", 175 pounds, native of Mount Clemens, Michigan. 5'10", kind of average to slightly below average height for an NHL player in 2022. Obviously, at a buck 75, he's going to need to add a little upper body strength and, and muscle to his frame. That usually happens as these players, you got to remember, he's 18. By the time he's 22 or 23, he'll probably be at or around 200 pounds. Uh, at the U.S. National Development Team this year, 24 games, 35 points, 15 goals, and 20 assists. He was a plus 26 in 24 games. The year before, he played 31 games with the USNDT, and he had 20 goals and 36 points along with 16 penalty minutes. And again, was a plus player at a plus seven. The thing about Nazar really is he is quick. He moves very well, and he's got a great wrist shot. And it, it, it's a hard, heavy kind of a wrist shot, the kind of thing that really could get you up into the toy department a lot. He's very strong, even though he's not a big guy at 175 pounds. He has really good balance and is strong on his skates. And he's got quick hands, which help him stick handle and get his shot off quickly. He is creative with the puck. Uh knows how to get through tight spaces. And one thing you got to love about this kid, he always seems to want to do better. He's always working on his game, always trying to improve. And he is a fast skater. You could see in, let's say, two or three years, if the Islanders were to draft him, he's the kind of guy who could keep up with a Matthew Barzal. And the problem being... Both are centers, but you could see them maybe on the power play together doing something uh, where they can move and, and really give headaches to the opposing team. And, you know, he's good without the puck, especially in the offensive zone. Like a lot of young players, he sometimes overdoes it, tries to do a little too much, but overall... That is something that you can coach out of him and kind of, you know, help him overcome. Now, he's going to the University of Michigan. He's committed to Michigan this year. We all know how many great prospects in recent seasons have come out of the University of Michigan. And it's a good program. It is... One of those things that it, it, it's a very good place for him to develop. And, you know, he is also one of those guys, despite his lack of size, that can easily, you know, he's not afraid to go to those dirty areas. He's going to go to the high traffic areas. He's going to score from in close and just sort of get the job done that you need. His effort and his compete, his desire to compete, are probably his best assets. And, you know, he's not the flashiest guy in the world, but he's got those skills that you absolutely enjoy having. And the kind of guy who, especially on the power play, 
if you give him a little more time and a little more space to operate, he can really make you pay. Uh, probably a second-line center in the NHL. One of the comparisons I've seen some scouts make to him is uh, they've compared him to Alex Kerfoot. So just to give you sort of an idea of what kind of a player he's projected to be. We're probably talking about him spending a year, maybe even two or three at Michigan, depending on how his development goes there. But here's the kind of player who I have seen him projected anywhere between, let's say, 10th and 20th on different scouting reports. The Islanders are picking 13th. Is he, you know, the perfect pick for the Islanders? Not perfect, but there's so many things to like about this kid. He may need to work a little bit more on his defensive game, but you think Lane Lambert would be somebody who could certainly teach him that, and, and the Islanders have experience playing a defense-first system. So you just get the feeling that this is a kid who could really help the Islanders once he's given the chance to develop a little bit and mature physically and psychologically and just learn how to play hockey at the next level. We will continue uh, in the future to have more updates on potential players the Islanders could draft. Look, we're not going to be discussing the guys who are going to be picked in the top three or five picks. We're going to concentrate on you know, guys who are ranked 8th, ninth, all the way to around 20th, and, and just sort of give you an idea of how they would fit with the Islanders, what kind of skills they bring, and, you know, what the pros and cons are of them becoming New York Islanders. We've got more to discuss. We have a our Islanders' birthday of the day, a defenseman from the mid to late 90s who was a big part of the Islanders, probably the deepest defense group they had. Uh, up until recent years after the glory years were over. So let's see if you can guess who that is. All that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup, the NHL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, and of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and today is the 47th birthday of former Islanders defenseman Brian McCabe, the St. Catharines, Ontario native, drafted by the Isles in 1993 in the second round, 40th overall pick, and uh, played his junior hockey in the Western League, actually put together a 22-goal, 84-point season with the Spokane Chiefs, The year he was drafted, came up and joined the Islanders for the 95-96 season and immediately was a contributor. Played in all 82 games. His first two years with the Islanders had seven goals and 23 points as a rookie, eight goals and 28 points in his second season, and then in 56 games in 97-98, 
three goals, 12 points before he was traded to the Vancouver Canucks. Went over 100 penalty minutes in each of his three seasons with the Isles. So McCabe wasn't afraid to mix it up. 6'2", 223, he was a solid player, especially when you go back to the mid to late 90s. After Vancouver, he played for Chicago, Toronto, Florida, and then finished his career with a brief stint with the New York Rangers uh, in 2010-2011. Brian McKay played in 1,135 NHL games, so he got that silver stick for 1,000 games. 145 goals, including a 17-goal season with Toronto in 2001-2002. 528 points, and yes, 1,732 penalty minutes. Add 10 goals and 28 points in 56 playoff games, all of those coming with the Maple Leafs in the early 2000s. We're going to look at one of uh, Brian McCabe's better games as an Islander. We take you back to December 10th, 1996 at the Coliseum. The Phoenix Coyotes, as they were then known, Visiting the Islanders, Islanders in their fisherman jerseys, Nikolai Habibulin, the goalie for the Coyotes, Tommy Sallow guarding the net for your New York Islanders. Only one goal in the first period, Marty McGinnis, his eighth from Derek King, and Travis Green at 248, Islanders up one to nothing. In the second period, just 38 seconds in, Brian Berard, his third from Marty McGinnis, Isles up 2-0. Phoenix gets back in the game. Keith Kachuk, his 12th. Mike Gartner and Chris King with the assist at 9.58. Islanders lead down to 2-1, but then the Islanders take it to the Coyotes. Ziggy Palfi, his 18th from Doug Huda and Nicholas Anderson at 10.40. Isles are up 3-1. Then the power play goes to work. Jeff Finley off for holding the stick. Brian Smolinski scores for the Islanders with the extra attacker. His fourth, Nicholas Anderson and Brian Berard. Our Islanders, uh, birth, uh, excuse me, Brian Berard, not Brian McCabe, getting the assist at 12-11. Then, Brian McCabe assists on a goal by Claude Lemieux, his fourth. Ziggy Palfi, the other assist at 17-10. And then the Islanders are shorthanded with Claude Lapointe, one of their better penalty killers, off for holding the stick. Brian McCabe, our Islanders' birthday of the day, comes up with his third goal of the year. Marty McGinnis, Nicholas Anderson with the assisted 1847. And then Anderson, his third from Berard and Claude Lapointe at 1955. Islanders up 7 to 1 after 40 minutes. In the third, Nicholas Anderson is fourth from Palfi and Smolinski. Then Oleg Tevardoski gets a shorthanded goal midway through the third for the Coyotes. And Dallas Drake and Jeremy Roenick with the assist. Islanders crush the Phoenix Coyotes 8-2 in this one. Tommy Salo, 28 saves to get the win. And as for our Islanders' birthday of the day, Brian McCabe, he ends up this game with a goal, two assists, a plus two, and he had three shots on goal. One of those goals, by the way, shorthanded. So again, happy 47th birthday to Brian McCabe. He was a part of the Islanders' good young mobile defense corps in the late 90s, and he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. A couple of uh, closing thoughts now on Ross Johnston. 
I don't want to sound like I'm putting him down. I like the intangibles that Ross the Boss brings to the table. I, I just think he he has a limited role as a player on this team. And and again, I know there he is a fan favorite. A lot of people love the way he plays the game. If you think that Ross Johnston can be more than a fourth liner, uh, please love to hear from you. Just let me know. Make your argument. We'll discuss it on the air. Always happy to do that. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. You can hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. That does it for today's episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.